Well, good morning to you. It's been a couple of Sundays since I've been here, and missed being here, but we had good services in Louisiana, and uh, glad we've got, glad you're here this morning, glad to have Aunt Sue with us, glad to have Roy and Virginia with us, good to have Sherry Welch with us, yeah, and uh, it's just a it's just a good deal. Here comes some more, and we appreciate that. Amen. I know the rain is a hindrance to us, but we need the rain. So, praise God for all of His goodness. And Psalm says, "Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord." Amen. He said that over and over and over, and I agree with that. Everything, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It's good to have you all with us this morning. Good to see you, Robert. And uh, we'll be looking in uh, John chapter 16 this morning. John chapter 16. While you're turning there, let me say again, it's good to be here. Good to see everybody here. And uh, we, uh, uh, Brother Tim motored us down to Idabel and back yesterday. Uh, like a fast cruise, <laughs> and I'm not too rested today, but but what else is new? But anyway, I'm thankful and grateful to be here, and hope and pray that uh, hope and pray that you it'll be a blessing for you today. And let me say up front, Jesus Christ came into the world. To save sinners. He came into the world to save sinners. Now, if you're lost, I'm not, I'm not uh, up here to ridicule you about it. I'm just saying we're all by nature uh, children of wrath. You didn't have anything to do with that? I didn't have anything to do with that. Adam had something to do with it. But you and I are Adam's children. So the sin nature fell down on us. I know. And people think that because they had nothing to do with it, that God won't hold them chargeable. But that's not true. See, you didn't have anything to do with your sin nature. I didn't have anything to do with my sin nature. But God has got us charged with sin. And... Uh, but, but you can do something about it. God did not leave the human race <coughs> without a way to get rid of sin. Now, let me say this to you, and this is really important. See, me and you are sinners by nature, as I've said. But if you don't get rid of sin before you die, sin will get rid of you. That's just the Bible. That's to me and that's to you. So we'll be looking today with the Lord's help in St. John chapter 16. St. John chapter 16. Turn there and read with us. And uh, 
We'll read this and make a few comments and see what the Lord lead in it. Jesus is speaking here. If you have a, letter, a red letter edition Bible, that's very plain. The Lord is speaking here. He said, These things have I spoken to you that you should not be offended. Now, he just got through telling them up there in chapter 15 that if you, uh, if you trust the Lord, if you live for the Lord, if you, if you are a witness for the Lord like you ought to be, men will hate you. And, uh, and, 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 and sometimes for young Christians, that's kind of a, that's a warfare. And, and many times, you have to consider the, the place where you are and consider what you're going to do about it. And uh, could, I give you, could I give you a little uh, uh, help there? You stay with the Lord, he'll stay with you. That's always been what I found out. Sometimes you're put in embarrassing places. Sometimes. Sometimes. In our witness, we're fear. And I kind of had a problem with that until I read in the book of Acts where Paul, when he went to, when he went to Corinth, here's an apostle. And he said, when I come to you, without were fightings and within were fears. So I thought, well, man, you know, a man that great, he had some fears about witnessing. So that's okay. That's okay to have some fears. But, but we, we call on the Lord and we do the best we can. And the main thing is don't forget Him. Now, I found out, and it took me quite a while to find it out, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not as good as you are, but it took me a while to find it out. The Lord will be with you wherever you go if you belong to him. And he will give you courage if you depend on him and ask him. He will make things come to pass. Brother Bell has mentioned uh, temptations. Temptations. Temptations come upon you. Paul said there'd be a way found of escape in that. And there will be. But you've got to look for it sometimes. And you get in a place, you say, man, what am I going to do here? And look for the escape, because it'll be there. All right, let me read on. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. Now, praise God, you and I are not in that situation Right now. But when you look to Washington and what's going on, we can't guarantee that it won't come on us. See, that's why I just stand up here all the time, say, praise God for the United States Constitution. Because if the Constitution didn't guarantee an American the right to come to church and worship God the way you want to, they'd still be after us. Because some of them wants to do it today. And I, and I see people's got this mindset. Oh, we're modern. 
Uh, we have been, we've educated the world. So they just let everybody do what they want to in religion. No, they don't. No, they don't. If you believe that, you go visit North Korea and preach a, preach a lesson up there and see what you get. They don't do it. Go to Iran and preach a lesson over there and see what you get. And there's a lot of other countries. But Jesus here is getting his people ready for what's coming, and I hope that he's getting me and I ready for what's coming our way. I don't know. I'm not a prophet. You know, the Lord could come today. Now, I got a few, I got a few friends that said, no, the Lord couldn't come today because some of these things hadn't come to pass. Well, you don't know whether they've come to pass or not in the mind of God. See? Now, okay? Okay, let me read verse 3 because I'm about to chase a rabbit and I don't want to do that. And these things will they do unto you because, why? They have not known the Father nor me. That's why they do that. See? Now, let me, let me take just a moment right there. <clears throat> they will do this because they've not known me. Now, people like you and I that know him, we know him in the free pardon of sin. Does your conscience let you have a thought that you would kill somebody over religion? Huh? Now, I don't agree with Catholics, but they, but they got liberty to go, to go to their place of worship. See? And if they didn't have liberty, me and you wouldn't have liberty. I wouldn't go, and all of them that lets me talk to them, I try to talk them out of it because it's false, it's false doctrine. Somebody said, well, I, I don't think you ought to throw off on other people's religion. Why not? Jesus did. Now think with me just a minute. See, you go to hell just as fast in false religion as you do in no religion. Right. You see what I mean? Now I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you. See? Uh, you, you, you say, well, I, I met so-and-so. And they are really sincere in their religion. Well, I've met people and they're really sincere in their religion. Uh, you young people don't know about this, but if you had ever read after Adolf Hitler, if you've ever read any, any after him at all, he was very sincere. Wasn't he? But he was wicked. The Pope is very sincere, but he's wicked. See what I mean? Now, I'm not trying to look down on folks. Left to myself, as Brother Chris alluded to, we're wicked too. Just left to ourselves. See? That's what I'm trying to say. But Jesus Christ can get you out. Jesus Christ can get you out of sin. Jesus Christ can wash your sins away, never to be remembered against you anymore. As far as God's concerned. See? Now, isn't that good news? That's good news. Now, I know the devil's playing with your mind. Say, so, well, I ain't that bad. Well, wait a minute. 
The Bible says man is best states altogether vanity. Now that's not when I see you. Don't go there. It's when God sees us. When God sees me and God sees you. Man is best states altogether vanity. Isaiah 64 says all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. If you think filthy rags is worth something, get you a bunch of them, go up to the grocery store and try to buy you a bill of groceries with them. You see what I mean? When God sees us. And one man said, I don't like to come down there. You jump on people. Wait a minute. You will not search for God, and I would not have searched for God if somebody didn't tell me how wicked I was. Because you don't know that by nature. The devil wants to keep you hid. See? He wants you to think like this. Well, now I never have robbed a bank. I never have killed anybody. I think I'll make it. Based on that, you won't make it. Now, I'm not being mean to you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means me and my folks and you and your folks. See? You say, well, that's not a very pleasant statement. Well, it may not be very pleasant, but it's true. Now I've got a pleasant statement. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest to your souls. That's a pleasant statement, isn't it? Don't you want rest to your soul? Don't you want forever and ever and ever your sins to be forgiven? Isn't that a pleasant statement? Come on now. Don't leave me. Sure it is. That's the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ came to die for sinners, of whom I am chief, Paul said. And I like Brother Chris. I think, I, think, I think it was me instead of Paul. But Jesus died for it. And I made a statement the uh, week before last, and I want to make it again. Listen now. Nobody is too bad morally or religiously or any other way that the blood of Christ won't cleanse you. Nobody is too good, nobody, that don't need the blood of Christ. That's just the Bible. That's what Bible, the Bible teaches us. See? We all need Christ. There's not other than any other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Saved from what? The wrath to come. All right? Let me read on here. Verse 4, But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I have told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. Now somebody said, well now why did Jesus say this? When, you know, they're not killing us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go read the book of Acts. He's preparing his people for that. See? Did they kill Stephen? Huh? What was his charge? Huh? Did they, did they throw Peter in jail? What was his charge? Did they kill James? Acts chapter 12? They did. So, so Jesus is is preparing them for that. 
See? All right, may I read on? But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, whither goest thou? And because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. Why, Lord? Now here's these apostles. Get the picture. Here's these apostles. They've been with the Lord about three and a half years. And he said, I'm fixed to go away. Wait a minute, Lord. I thought you come to establish the kingdom. Right. I thought you was going to throw these Romans off. And we were going to take over. So he is beginning to let them know right here, no, you've got a long, wrong philosophy on that. That's not going to happen right now. See? Now, I'm going away. Uh, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. If you'll notice in your Bible, the word comforter has got a capital C. So that denotes, that denotes that this is an individual. This is a proper noun, I believe the English teachers call it. And, and, and so the comforter is going to be a personality. I appreciate Brother Bell teaching us on Wednesday nights about the Godhead. What each one of them, each one of them, uh, is con is uh, involved when somebody's saved. Sure. They sure are. You repent unto God, uh, but you won't do it till the Holy Ghost bothers your heart. No, you won't do it. You won't do it till He bothers your heart. You can't. And and, and we trust Jesus Christ as Savior. See, just like you'd trust a feller out in the middle of the ocean that fished you out of the, out of the ocean. What, what is that man at that moment? If he just pulls you, man, I mean the waves are thrashing and you're about to go down the third time, somebody pulled you out. What, how, do you, how do you think of that person? As a Savior. Same with sin. Same with sin. Jesus Christ pulls us out of, the, out of sin. See? All right? So the comforter is coming. And when he's come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Pollard, uh, are you sure the Bible's not missed it right there? How, how, what, what does it mean, a comforter, and yet he reproves people? Now, now, when the Holy Ghost reproves you for sin, it's not comfortable. That's the point I want to make. But wait a minute. He was talking to Christians here. The comforter will come to you. And every Christian in here has been born again. You need that comforter. Once in a while, you don't feel too saved. 
Right? <laughs> so who do you, who do you, and your inward man, inward soul, who do you call for? One way or another you say, show me, Lord. And there's that comforter, right? But wait a minute. What about the world? What about the world? Same, the same verse says, he will reprove them of sin. Now can I say this to you? And I hope every sinner in here will get under Holy Spirit conviction and find God. I hope the Holy Spirit will just make you so miserable that you can't sleep, eat, nor talk. So you, so you will repent. But, but he reproves you of sin. One preacher said, I had not considered it that way too much. One preacher said, when you come to God to get saved, the first thing he's going to do is deal with your sin. When you come up here and say, I want to get saved, and you really mean it, the Holy Spirit's going to say, we've got to deal with your sin. Now, the response is, not. Well, now, Lord, I haven't been too bad. No, 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 that's not the response. No. Because God knows everything you ever thought since you was born. That's not the proper response. The proper response is, God, I'm a sinner, I'm going to hell, and I, and I admit it, would you save me? Because it's a gift. See? Well, by grace are we saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. See, a lot of people make a mistake there. They get under conviction. They say, well, I'm going to go get saved. And, 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 but they won't take it as a gift. Oh, God, what can I do for you? I'll tell you what, I'll jump up and I'll go give the Red Cross $100. That's not what the Bible wants. Except you repent. Repent. Repentance is admitting to God how bad you are. Boy, that's a hard thing to do for some people. It was hard for me to do. You mean I'll tell God I'm bad? Oh, yeah, he already knows it. But he demands repentance, and that's what repentance is. You with a broken heart telling God how wicked you are. And I'm not, your, I'm not your enemy there. I'm just telling you what this Bible demands. We got to do it. You say, I can't do it. If the Holy Ghost breaks your heart, hard enough you can do it. See? All right. And he will, uh, he will reprove the world of sin. He'll reprove the world of righteousness. See, what does that mean? That means he'll change your mind from seeing that you, that you think you got some righteousness to the point where you know you don't have any righteousness. And it takes the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ lived 33 and a half years, we think, on the earth, and he never sinned a sin. He never had an evil thought. 
He never, he never took God's name in vain. He never looked on a woman in a lewd way. He lived the law to a jot and a tittle, the Bible says. So therefore, he could die on the cross, and the Bible says when God saw the travail of his soul, he was satisfied. See? You can't satisfy God. I can't satisfy God for sin. Jesus Christ satisfied God for sin. You see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say? All right. Of righteousness and of judgment. Does he? Does he can? Does he uh, <clears throat> reprove the world of judgment? Sure, he does. People that's heard preaching quite a bit, or it's the case with me, and I'm persuaded it's the case with you. If you really believe this Bible, and you really believe that Jesus Christ died for sins, and you really believe that in the Bible, your dread is the judgment. All the preachers you've heard preach an evangelistic message has talked about judgment coming. And judgment is coming. So the Holy Ghost is going to reprove men of judgment. See? As young men, uh, when we was 13, 14, I had a, a three or four boys that run around down there at Pollard, and, and we wouldn't tell the preacher that, and we wouldn't tell the adults that, but we'd tell each other, boy, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to judgment. Because we believed God was really going to judge everybody, which he is. See? Now, if you go to judgment, like you are right now, and I'm speaking to everybody in here, if you go to judgment right now, and God says, give an account to me, what are you going to tell him? So I don't think that's going to happen. Well, the Bible says it is. Did you know the Bible said we, uh, we would give account for every idle word that we spoke? It's in there. Isn't it in there? I'm kind of dreading that myself, Brother Bell. You'll give account to God for every idle word you've spoken? See? That's how precise it's going to be. And we kind of roll it off. Oh, I don't think that's the way it is. Well, you're an unbeliever then. The Bible says it is. See? So we're going to judgment. He will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment to come. Of righteousness, of sin, because they believe not on me. See? What's he saying there? He said, if you believe on me savingly, I won't reprove you of sin at judgment. Ain't that good? That's good. If you believe in me. You say, Mr. Pollard, why is that? Because God sent him here to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. See? He can take your sin away. All right? 
of righteousness because I go to the, my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. So, so the Holy Spirit is going to have a work in this world and he is going to convince people. Now, let me say this. Let me say this very sincerely. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't believe he's going to judge sin, just hang around. Just hang around. No, I don't think he's going to judge sin. Well, can I say this to you? You're an unbeliever. See? Now, unbelievers, no unbeliever gets saved. See? No unbeliever gets saved. What does 1 John say about that? They believe the record that God gave of his son. Do you believe the record God gave of his son? See? One preacher said, if you, if you don't believe the record God gave his son, that makes you an unbeliever and you're calling God a liar. So that's a pretty serious charge. You want to face that at judgment? So we see here that the Holy Ghost, now let me say this to young Christians and maybe you don't know this. At the time the Lord was talking, the Holy Ghost was not in the world as a comforter or a reprover. He was in the world. He was in the world. But he was going to come to reprove men. Now in my day and time, and I'm minding your day and time, let me say this very carefully. No man cometh unto the Father, no man cometh unto me except my Father, which is in heaven, draw him. And I'll probably spend a little more time on that later. But you can't come to the Lord without the Holy Ghost calling you. You say, what causes the Holy Ghost to call me? Preaching. How shall they believe without a preacher? You say, does it take a man to save me? Takes a man to talk to you. In our dispensation, see, how can they believe except to hear, uh, uh, please God by foolishness of preaching to save those which believe. Now, if you don't agree with that, you take that up with God. That's what he said. See? How can they preach except they be sent? See? That means a false preacher cannot give you the true gospel of God. Say, so, well, they can say the word. I know they can say the words, but the Spirit don't accompany it. See? How can they preach except they be sent? That's what the Bible says, isn't it? So I'm saying this morning that the Holy Ghost came down, Jesus, and, and, I, and I'm going to take some time, Lord willing, to teach on when he came down and how he came down at a later time. But, but I just wanted you to know today that the Holy Spirit 
reproves sinners of sin. See? We all, we all, in our nature, we all sinners. But when you confess Jesus Christ and you take him as his Savior, God washes your sins away. He does that in heaven. He sends you the Holy Ghost as a comforter to let you know something's happened to you. And he will do that, won't he? See what I mean? All right. I'm out of time. I appreciate you listening to me. I hope and pray that it's been a blessing to you. And I know my voice don't do much for you, but if you can hear his voice, it'll do a whole lot for you. I pray that you'll open your heart. If you're lost, I pray you'll open your heart to God and tell him how lost you are. And I hope he will, he will respond and give you faith to believe in him savingly so that he will wash your sins away, never to be remembered against you anymore. See, that's the good news. I say that all the time. That's what the new covenant gave me and you. Wash our sins away, never be remembered against us no more. Aren't you glad God don't bring up what you used to be? Yeah, me too. See, And he promised that he wouldn't. All right, thank you for listening to me. I'm out of time.